Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Mary Butler is Junior Health Minister with responsibility for mental health on older people. But not too long ago, Mary was herself a health service user, though her discovery of how serious the situation was came about quite by accident. Mary, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. So you had, no, you had already noticed something on your nose, but what, what, what did you assume it was? So I suppose for almost three years now, because I'm a year into the, uh, you know, uh, dealing with it for almost three years, I had either what you would call a spot or a mole on the bridge of my nose. Yeah, yeah. And it used to heal and it used to come back and it used to kind of open and it then would heal again. And I tried every kind of a cream that you could rub into it. And I assumed it was my glasses were causing it because it was sitting right on the bridge of my nose. And I had mentioned it a couple of occasions to my GP and he had looked at it and we felt it was okay. But funnily enough, I suppose um, I was wearing masks, obviously, like everybody else during COVID. And the wire on the mask used to irritate it. Mm. So in January of this year, I went to my GP and I said, I really think you should refer me on. Um, I, I'm kind of worried at this stage. And he said, we'll, we'll make an appointment with um, a dermatologist. And while I was waiting for that appointment, I didn't have the appointment until May. I represented the government in Brussels uh, for St. Patrick's Day. Mm. And that particular day on the 17th, I went for a walk with the ambassador, the Irish ambassador, and we went down to the Grand Plaza. And there's an area there where the mannequin pees. So it's this little boy that wheezes into the uh, fountain and they dress him up. He was dressed up in the Irish colours. (laughs) And there was lots of Irish people milling around. I met a lovely girl who had twin boys and she was from Ireland and feeling really lonely on that day. So she came down and lots of Irish people were there chatting. They didn't know each other. And a group came up to me and one particular uh, woman spoke to me and she had told me that she's, um, you know, she's from, uh, I think, down the south where I'm from and I'm from Waterford. And she just asked me how I was and I was explaining to her why I was over there. And about 30 seconds later, she doubled back and she said to me, I hope you don't mind what I'm going to say to you. But my sister is a doctor in the USA and she's with me here and she has seen your nose and you have a BCC, a basal cell carcinoma, which is a form of skin cancer. And you should get it checked out. And I'm sorry if I've upset you. And I said, I'm waiting on an appointment. There's no issue at all. Got back to the hotel. It's still though, you know, it's not. Yeah. Got back to the hotel and the first thing I did was Google basal cell carcinoma, (laughs) as you do, which you should never do, but which I did. And I, I rang my husband as well. And um, yeah, it was a shock. And I suppose probably deep down, I felt that I knew mm. this, there was something there. So when I got back home again, I, I, I rang the dermatologist and to see could I get uh, the appointment moved up. And unfortunately, in the area I am, there is, um, there was, there is a shortage of dermatologists, consultant dermatologists. And I finally got in in May. And God, you were waiting then five months. Yeah. Yeah. I got in in May and um, he looked at it and he told me it had to be removed. It's more of a nuisance than anything else. And I'll refer you on. But he referred me to um, a plastic reconstructive surgeon because of where it's located. Mm. It was only, you know, it's, it's, it's a reconstructive plastic surgery. It's not for cosmetic yeah, um, yeah. surgery. So I was referred on uh, fairly quickly now, I have to say. And uh, I, I, I met the consultant and 
in um, June of this year, he he brought me he brought me in um, in Kilkenny, uh, where 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 he works out of, and he did a, a biopsy, but tried to remove it all under local anaesthetic. And he, what was that like? It was like being at the dentist because I was frozen from my nose down to my mouth. Yeah, except you could probably see what they were up to, or did they? No, I couldn't put see it. But I wouldn't be a bit squeamish now. Right, I didn't okay. have I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. There was no no because he was leaning right in on top of me, and. Unfortunately, um, he was confident enough, but unfortunately, four weeks later, when I got the news back um, at an appointment that we actually did online and I had my son and my daughter sitting beside me and he told me that unfortunately it was malignant and um, he he called it a rodent ulcer. So rodent like rat, so it burrows right down all in here. Oh, Jesus, the names they give these things. Just, yeah. you know. And it was malignant so that I would have to go again for under, under uh, general anaesthetic. Yeah. So. On the 29th of September, it was a busy week because no, we I had budget. You'd never had one before. Never had, a, never had an anaesthetic yeah. in my life. And general anaesthetic on the 29th of September, which was my birthday. And what I'll always remember is, so you know when they put the, the little wristband on your hand and they mm. must check your date of birth, I'd say 10 or 11 yeah. times to make sure you are who you are. And uh, the nurse came over to me and she checked and she said, 29th of the 9th. Oh, it's your birthday, she said. And the last thing I remember before I went to sleep was about nine of them all around the bed, um, the anaesthetist, the consultant, the nurses, everyone singing happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, it's better than count backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that that was on the 29th of September and I came back to the doll yesterday. Um, right. the, the, the anaesthetic, the general anaesthetic, I have to say, I'm I, I'm I'm I I don't smoke or drink. Um, I'm a pioneer. I'm one of these unique uh, people um, that I've I've never drank in my life, and I think the anaesthetic had a profound effect on me. <laughs> I was quite floored after it. I would imagine so. Now the the the, the difference, I suppose, for the what was the difference between the first procedure and the second procedure that they had to go in kind of so, deeper in? So the first procedure, I I would have assumed that he, he it was more it, it was a biopsy, but he tried to remove it all, and yeah. it's all about it's all about the margins around, um, the margins around um, the cancerous piece of scar, yeah. you know, and obviously he sent it to the lab, and the lab results came back to say that it was malignant and that it wasn't all removed. Now the the that's margins. The fright, isn't it? That's yeah. the fright. So I'm currently, as I sit here with you, waiting for these results, which I should have by the end of this week. Whether this procedure on the 29th of September was successful, and whether they got it all, and yeah. and I might have to have phase three. Right. Okay. But meaning that it might have spread elsewhere, but you don't know yet. Yeah. Well, the consultant, in fairness to him, he he felt it was, you know, the word he used was it's a nuisance. It's isolated. Um, We just have to get rid of it, get it sorted once and for all. Make sure the lab results are good. And then I may have to have some um, reconstruction work, a small bit of skin grafting. Right. But But you're not. No, I'm not. Your nose looks grand now. Yeah. Yeah. The the beauty of makeup. But no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not too bad. But I suppose one of the points and I welcome the opportunity to come on. Skin cancer is the most common form of cancer in in, in Ireland. Yeah. 13,000 people had skin cancer this year and I was one of them. Yeah. Now, and were you like mad keen for sunbathing or, or, or did you think about that? Look, I suppose when I was in my 20s, you know, I loved the sun. We we always went on, if we could at all, went on a sun holiday for a couple of weeks. And But I was always conscious of sun cream, but maybe not so much on my face. Yeah. You know, and often you'd be out and about and your nose would get sunburned and then it would go red and it would brown up and you'd think no more of it. Yeah. 
And I suppose I have become way more conscious as I got older. And in the last few years, you know, I have become way more conscious. But I, 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 I do, I suppose it's, it's, it is a warning to people. I would tan fairly well um, and I never thought that I would be one of the people that would have skin cancer. Yeah, that's the thing. Because people and people are still assuming that in Ireland it's not sunny, it's cloudy. Mm. Are mm. you grand kind of yeah. thing? But that's why we have somewhat mm. skin cancer because people are making that assumption. And even though, you know, for women, for example, that wear makeup, um, you can still get sunburned through the makeup. So it's the most important thing is you do wear a sun a sunblock, an SF fifty. Um, and it was my daughter told me all this. Yeah, she's twenty five years of age, and she was saying, "Ma'am, you have to start putting on sunblock under your makeup." And uh, you know, I think the young people are so far ahead of us in relation to, to to you know to good practices and procedures, and. Um, but look, I suppose I'm the way I look at it. There's so many people who are really sick with cancer. I'm not, mm. but I do have skin cancer, and I'm try. I try to deal with it as privately as I could, and and also to be honest, it has been kind of difficult. My husband has just recovered from prostate cancer so as well. Believe, yeah, so yeah. This has been between yourself and your husband. This has been going on for a few years now. It, it has. My husband was diagnosed with prostate cancer two years ago. True screening, in mm. fairness, and I and I suppose an awful lot of cancers are discovered through screening. So I suppose another thing is so important to have, you know, whether yeah, it's the smear yeah. test or whatever, it's so important to go for for the breast check, um, you know, if you're called. But in my husband's case, um, you know, he was the same age as me, mid 50s at the time he, he had the cancer and he had surgery and he's doing really well after it. Um, with, with prostate cancer, you know, you'd have a checkup, then blood tests every six months, whatever. Yeah. And he just texted me before I got on, came on today that his blood tests were back and they were good. They OK. Were, and, he, and, and they're fine. OK, that's good. Yeah. And, and so if if in a week's time or so, Mary, if you get the all clear, mm. I assume you'll have to still go back in. For I will have to go back in. So, again. yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I have an appointment for December and uh, and the consultant will determine then um, what next stages, because, you know, obviously the skin is very tight. It's very raw across my nose and um you know, and I and I, I won't be sitting out in the sun without a sun hat on me and suns- yeah. and sunscreen. Does this change your view of your own? I, mean, I suppose does it would it change your view of your own one's own fragility mm. to a certain extent when something like that happens? It probably does. The type of person I am, I'm a very much a doer. I just get on with things, and I did not even think about the procedure on the 29th of September. It was so busy that week. Um, like my budget as Minister for Mental Health and Older People is 3.6 billion, so we had a lot of going mm. on with the budget. On the Thursday morning, I was in Le- I was in my office in Leinster House, and my husband came and collected me at half eleven. And I was working and out I went and it never actually hit me until the next day when I came around after the anaesthetic, when I saw my face. I had two black eyes. I had two yellow eyes. Um, Now, I didn't have pain per se, Mm, but this was just the effect, I suppose. And it was only then it really hit me. And I had a lot of time, I suppose, to think. And I listened to a lot of radio, actually, while I was lying in bed. The first week, I literally wasn't able to get up for about a week. I was so floored. Yeah. And but well, God, imagine if you walked into the job with two black eyes. You can imagine the tabloids would have gone berserk. So, how much time did you have to take off? So, you? I've I've actually I I on the twenty ninth of September. So I I was at home I were I was at home for three weeks, but I worked I worked from home kind of for a half day for for all last week. Mm. So I took about I took a good ten twelve days off. 
Right, okay. Yeah, and, and, and I had and to. And you needed it. I had to, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, there were still certain issues that you might have to sign off on or different mm. things. But in fairness, the staff were all great and, and they left me alone. Yeah. Um, we knew this was coming. We knew I'd be off for two to three weeks and, and I did need that time to recover. And I'm back now and I'm delighted to be back. Um, probably I f- just find my energy levels are a little bit probably on about 75%, not on 100% yet. Right, okay, well, sure, th- th- that'll come back. How was your experience of the health service then? My, my experience was, was, was very, very positive um, of the health service. And, you know, I suppose because I'm minister for, for older people in mental health, like we have so many really good people working in health every day of the week. I always say that, you do Trojan work. But obviously, I suppose one of the reasons I find we have, we're so challenged with waiting lists and the length of time to get in to see a consultant is like our population has grown exponentially over the last few years. And I suppose the capacity isn't there to deal with it. And that's what we have to keep doing. Like over the last two years, 13,000 more people have been hired across the whole HSE, um, which is an, an amazing amount of people. But at the same time, what I find as... Um, especially as, uh, you know, in mental health, an awful lot of the cases presenting as a result of COVID are way more complex than they were previously. So we have, we we would have seen like last year, for example, we had an increase of 5,700 children presenting to CAMS on the previous year. Like that's huge. That was almost 25% of an increase. But we don't see the amount of children leaving the services quickly. The cases are more complex. They need multidisciplinary teams. So it is quite difficult. But I always talk about the good work that has been been done on the ground all the time. Um, But it is is difficult for people. um, Waiting lists are difficult. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But even in your own case, mm. and I'm assuming you were in the public system like everyone else, that you're, you're, you were still looking at a five month waiting. I was looking, I was, I, I, I was, I, I was, I was on, on, on a five month wait. But I'm saying that, like, you know, when I rang up to see could I expedite, when I rang up to see could I expedite the appointment, um, I was just saying, I hate doing this now, but I'm doing it every day of the week for other people. Yes. <laughs> But you couldn't go and do you know who I am kind of job. Oh, no, I would yeah. never do that. Yeah. I in, would never do that. In the hospital, do they know who you are? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, when you're in a gown with a net on your head and a, a, a gown and a dressing gown and you're lying there and you're just mapped out with marker on your face and sure all they're looking at is to try and deal with the issue you have and yeah. please God it has been dealt with. <laughs> That's a great leveller when everyone's <laughs> dressed like that. Everyone's exactly the same. Anyway Mary, hope you're back up to 100% very soon and thanks very much for coming in uh, uh, to talk to us Thank today. you very much Sean. Uh, that was uh, Mary Butler there uh, as you heard there Junior Minister uh, for uh, Mental Health and or Older People. Right, let's find out what's in the cash machine. 